Welcome back to 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. As always, I'm your host, John J. Ransom Futrell. Um, It's been a long time coming, man. I'm back, though, uh, obviously, for 2017. I believe this is episode either two or three. It's one of those. It's one of those. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um, been very, very busy. Uh, that's the reason why I haven't done a podcast. I really didn't plan on doing too many this year. However, things change as we evolve, right? So, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about loud in this particular episode. Uh, some things from off the top of my head. Um, other things I planned to talk about, uh, like being rich versus being wealthy. Um, being an artist versus being a creative. Um, and liquid versus investments. Um, I also discuss what I've been up to and what I've been working on, um, which actually might as well start with that, right, uh, just so it all makes sense and I can tie it all together, and you understand what I'm talking about, the subject matters of which I'm talking about, so, uh, <clears throat> instead of just doing my businesses, I picked up, a, a, an additional job, a night job, physical labor, stock work, whatever, uh, just to bring in extra money and to start to fully put action into manifesting my sneaker line uh, which I've gotten a few samples made and ready I have over a hundred designs uh, ready um, and as a lot of you do know and some of y'all don't know uh, the production factory for my sneakers is in Italy <clears throat> which is someone wondering that explains the price uh, because of the quality material quality leather quality rubber quality everything um, and they're made upon ordering, you know, I don't just have a huge stock, because obviously I'm doing this independently, uh, but, yeah, man, been working on that, uh, been working on a project in which I'm extremely excited about, uh, overall, and it really encompasses everything, um, with the exception of the sneakers, uh, but, yeah, um, finally released, the Urban Beauty is Art magazine, volume one, which is available on my website. Uh, and that was kind of the start of it, uh, of this other project. Um, if you're not aware, the other project is called I Am Not Your Slave. Uh, it's actually a series of artwork and curated content by me, um, designed by me, um, with, of course, some help, obviously. Uh, but you're talking about the Urban Beauty is Art magazine, that's kind of what started it. That's where a lot of the imagery came from and a lot of my thought process came from. Uh, I based the designs more around uh, more around text uh, than I normally would, um, just because I wanted to put emphasis on words and the power of words. Um, but yeah, man, everything from the magazine, the posters, the fine art, uh, and now up to what I've been working on this entire week, uh, a new album, um, it's not under the same title, uh, it's called, uh, Organs Not For Sale, um, and it really has to do with just my belief, my understanding, and my emotions as far as dealing with, uh, seeing so many kids go missing, uh, people being killed and their organs being stilled all around the world, or stolen, not stilled, wow. I apologize, it's 3.20 in the morning, uh, stolen uh, around the world, and I think that's a subject matter that people really need to pay attention to, 
Um, I think people really need to understand what the black market is exactly about because uh, we're talking about weapons for war, uh, organs, as I stated. Like A lot of people don't understand the actual value of their bodies when they take care of it. Um, and I think that's one of the that's one of the more scary things. Because um, literally every aspect of your body has a price on it. Like literally. Every aspect of your body has a price on it. Um, and it also explains why so many young kids are going missing. Because, you know, it's likely that a child's body is going to have less damage than an adult's. Um, but that's neither here or there. Um, perhaps later on I'll get further into that and deeper into that, but that's kind of what I've been working on. Um, I have a few other things that I'm working on, but I don't really want to say too much yet. Um, I want to kind of put the action in and, and put my feet on the ground and, and get it going before I say anything, but as soon as it's up and running, of course, I will let y'all know. And uh, I just want to say, before I go into this, uh, I just want to thank y'all for supporting and fucking with this podcast. You know, even though I know it's not too many of y'all, which is cool. Like, I don't dedicate my time to doing this. So, that's really my fault for not reaching a larger audience. Um, I just hope when you fuck with it, you share it. Tell the people that it may help or may not help. And as always, this is about living your dreams. Uh, but we're going to insert some reality. Or a lot of reality, I should say, into it. So, let's talk about first being rich versus being wealthy. And I've spoken about this before. Uh, probably just not extensively, um, but it came about through more than a couple conversations I've had with people and also along the lines of my own thought process. And uh, I was sitting down meditating one day and it was something that I felt like I, I needed to uh, discuss or bring up. And in my mind, my opinion, I'm going to clearly state that, my opinion, being rich versus being wealthy now you have multiple layers to it because you have the being rich as in having a lot of money being wealthy as in having a lot of money what's the difference between rich money and wealthy money well wealthy money is over a hundred million dollars rich money is I'm a millionaire being rich is I'm rich being wealthy is my family's rich I can pass this down through generations that's different in my opinion. Now, I don't take this as gospel, but that's how I see it. So, what's it come down to? Well, beyond monetary value, being rich can include whatever that you have. Uh, you know, whether it's... Put it this way. If you have a sneaker collection that's worth more than a, a few million or a, a few hundred thousand that you know you can get rid of at any time, a crazy record collection, crazy book collection, things of that nature. That that's Those type of things are riches, but that can also be passed down. But that doesn't make you wealthy, though. Because the thing is, is are these things that you have that you collected, are they truly resources? Of course they gain value, but are they really resources? See, if you own land, you own buildings, uh, you own stock in companies, you have gold and things of that nature. To me, th those are things of wealth. Um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't have both. You should probably have the rare book collection along with the stocks, 
along with the land, along with the houses or whatever else. But to me, those are fundamental differences between the both, between them both. However, um, to me, it really goes deeper because I think it's also a mindset. Um, a lot of people, in my opinion, would fuck around and say, okay, yeah, I want to be rich. I want to have a lot of money. However, a lot of people don't understand that being rich comes at a cost. And the reason I say it comes at a cost is because, you know, being rich and being able to sustain that are two different things. Because once again, that depends on your mindset. It depends on the people you have around you. It depends. It depends. <clears throat> excuse me. It really depends on how you choose to live your life, the lifestyle that you want to lead, and what you do with the money. Like those are really two different. Like because here's the thing: someone who's wealthy, like I said before, is thinking about further down the line. Uh, and it and it's more like okay. If I go and say I come across, I come into five million dollars, right? Someone who's rich is sitting there like, okay, I'm gonna get the house, I'm gonna get the car, I'm gonna get all the material things. Someone who has a wealth mindset is like, okay, how can I turn five million into twenty-five million, and then how can I turn twenty-five million into a hundred million? How can I, instead of getting a mansion, I'm gonna get a normal sized house, and I'm gonna put myself into a socioeconomic area where I know that I can maintain my wealth rather than saying okay I'm going to move into New York City knowing that in order for me to even live in Manhattan I had to be more than a millionaire you have to be a multi-millionaire and living in Manhattan can drain up my five million dollars in less than two years so those are key fundamental differences now Let's go a bit deeper, right? Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go a bit deeper. I'm going to save that for the end. Because there's a there's a key point that I want to talk to about that. Uh, and there's a reason why I'm saying these things. Uh, just so y'all are aware. Um, there's a method to the madness, as always. Um, so, that being said, rather than going into being an artist versus being a creative, let's go into liquid versus investments. Alright, so what's liquid? Liquid is cash. Liquid is, you know, what you immediately have on you. An investment is something that you expect to gain value or maintain value, and it's a way for you to make sure that you keep your money. Companies, stocks, bonds, um, land, real estate, artwork, those are investments. Liquid is how much you have in your bank account. How much do you have immediate access to? Now, these are fundamental definitions. Uh, like I stated before, I'm not reading from a dictionary. I'm just going off the top of my head. This isn't, you know, something crazy. So, all right. That also goes with the being rich versus being wealthy. You know, that it, go, it goes with that mindset. Because also, here's the thing. Why do so many people that you know have money file for bankruptcy it's not that they're broken have no money what it is is they ran out of liquid 
because of their investments most most of the time. And a lot of people, when they're smart in business, what they do is they create companies. They create companies that, just in case something happens to their personal assets, the company cannot touch, cannot be touched. Which means they can always gain money, or they can always sell the company, and therefore make more money. That's why people do it. That's why people file LLCs in their name and things of that nature. Without making this a, a full business course, a full investment course, I want y'all to understand that. Like, I need y'all to understand that there's different mindsets to everything. There's two, like, there really is two economical classes. There's the the normal, you know, low class, low class, uh, middle class, and then high class, even though there's two different sections of the high class, too. But then there's the rich, the super rich, and then there's the wealthy. Uh, and that's a whole nother economic, like, that's a whole nother class. Like, that's a whole different lifestyle, a whole different thing. Because I want to put y'all, like, think about it to yourselves. Because a lot of people will say, you know, they'll do anything for a million dollars, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, well, I live in New Jersey, and the average home is damn near a million dollars. So a million dollars really isn't shit. Uh, if you want to, if you want to put it into perspective, but once again, it's my opinion. So let's go beyond that. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I want people to understand that whatever you're, you're uh, now. I don't want to make this about belief either. I want to, I want to say that, but I know for me, uh, I look at me creating music, these podcasts, anything like that. That's part of my spiritual undertaking. That's what I'm here for. You know, is, is it that the only thing I'm here for? No, but it's part of what I'm here for. So, for me, it's not about the money. It's about what makes what wakes me up every day. However, I still invest in stocks. I still try to do things that can gain value or maintain value. You know, I still create companies. I still create artwork that I feel when I'm long and gone will be worth value or have or will have a value not just to me but to others um I do a lot of things that are just based on that mindset so with that being said what I also want to clearly state to y'all is that you know everything is about mindset everything that's where it all starts then along with mindset comes the action so what action are you going to put in to ensure that you can become wealthy or become become rich? It's not simply just selling something. Anyone can sell something. Anyone. Anyone can sell something. But when you sell it, what are you going to do with the money? Or if you sell something... Be honest with yourself and, and and really ask yourself, okay, if I sell, you know, this thing I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into, are you truly going to be happy? Or 10 years down the line, you're going to look back and say, damn, I should have waited another year. Because, see, that's the shit that greed does to you. See, a lot of rich people are greedy. That's the reality of it. A lot of rich people are greedy or a lot of people that become rich become greedy. Now, once again, my opinion. Now, here's the thing, right? You want to know the real reason why billionaires give back money? 
You want to know the real reason why when Warren Buffett dies, so much of his money is going elsewhere. Now, it's besides the point that his uh, his late wife um, actually uh, had a huge influence on him doing that, right? But in general, it's like this. You can't take it with you, right? That's the That's the fundamental basic aspect of it, right? You can't take it with you. But when people give back for the majority of the, for the for majority of people that I know personally or uh the mindset is usually like well if I have all these resources I need to provide it elsewhere so then everything goes full circle while still maintaining generational wealth and still maintaining the reputation of who I am and what I was about while I was on this planet those are some of the most ba- that's some of the most basic aspects of that like fuck all the tax breaks and all that other shit if you're super wealthy you're you don't care about taxes let's just be real about it you don't care about taxes but it's about understanding the revolving door and understanding that reputation is everything how you carry yourself how you present yourself and how people see you is everything someone who is of the wealth mindset because they understand in order for them to continue to gain value in order for generations of their family to gain value they have to do things and create situations in which they can ensure that they can keep going. That's what it's about. It's about progress, not just for them, but for their families. That's the difference between someone being rich. Someone being rich is worried about the here and now, which there is absolutely no problem with worrying about the here and now, in my opinion. There is absolutely no problem with that. However, to me, there's a problem when your main concern is that, and you have no consideration for if you're in a position where you have kids, you have family, you have people that you take care of, people that look up to you, or a community that looks up to you, or any of these things. Because as much as we like to do the whole individual thing, we're actually part of the whole. Every piece of the puzzle fits. Even the most fucked up pieces to the puzzle fit. That's what creates and puts things in the... In the situations in which they are in my perspective from my perspective and, and from my opinion so after talking about all that let's go into something that's near and dear to me uh and i'm also going to talk about uh the music industry to a certain extent um for those of y'all that make music listen to music and are concerned with music but let's talk about being an artist versus being a creative right in some cases some people are both i know for me i'm both However, I'm an artist first. I'm an artist first, creative second. Uh, Usually most creatives are there for business purposes. Uh, Creating products, uh, curating content, uh, creatively coming up with strategy, whether it's marketing or in any other form of business or in other aspects of life. Artists are there for the art. It's not about the money. It's about the art majority of the time creatives are there for the money that's the difference someone who is a creative is trying to create a product that can sell someone who's an artist is creating art because that's what they feel that's what they love that's what they're passionate about you don't have to be passionate to be a creative anybody can be a creative if you can solve a problem guess what you can be excuse me If you can solve a problem, guess what? You are and can be a creative. 
Like, if you can solve a problem, guess what? You are creative. Most people don't see themselves as creative because they don't understand and know how to put it into context. But most people are creative. The way you dress, what you choose, how you see colors and things of that nature, how you decorate your home. Guess what? You're being creative. But there's a difference between that and someone that wakes up every day and says, Damn, I can't wait to paint. I can't wait to make this beat. I can't wait to write this song. I can't, read, I can't wait to write this poem. See, that's the difference. There's also a difference between the person that creates art as a creative versus the person that creates art as an artist. Because creatives can also create art, but the end result of a creative creating art is saying, okay, how will people perceive this? I hope that I could sell this, or I'm trying to create something that's almost cookie cutter or familiar to people so it can sell. See, that's the difference. Creatives follow trends. They try to work trends and how to and try to work patterns in order for them to capitalize off of it, in my opinion. That's what being a creative is about. It's not the same for an artist. An artist is trying to innovate. They're usually trying to change something or they're trying to influence something by just being them. To me, that's the difference. Uh, an example of that would be uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Um, now is is widely known that he wanted to be famous you know um almost to the point where in my opinion a lot of people forget that the original same old tags wasn't just done by him but also done by him and al diaz a lot of people forget that and they just exclude al diaz no jean-michel basquiat didn't do it by himself but in my opinion since he wanted the fame he ran with it you know although he did in interviews admit that he didn't do it by himself now, let's add to this, right? Jean-Michel Basquiat went from doing small little postcards with painting and, and, and artwork on it to creating huge artistic pieces, painting. Uh, a lot for a lot for the time period in which he was here and active in art. Although a lot of people still don't necessarily give him the amount of respect that he deserves. Um, for helping to pioneer expressionism. Now, Jean-Michel Basquiat, in my opinion, when at, at a certain point in his career, he became a he became more of a creative than an artist. Uh, once he started working himself to death, which I think led to his death, in my opinion, uh, trying to fulfill certain obligations to collectors and. Uh, to curators and to museums and shit like that, that's what kind of pushed him to be more of a creative than just an artist. Um, I think him as an artist, a lot of his work was more subconscious. So, uh, if you don't know who that is, look him up. Now, let's go to my point about music. See, for me, this is where the, this is where it gets near and dear. We're talking about music, since that's one of my passions and one of the things I love. Uh, most people that make music nowadays, from a commercial standpoint, they're just creatives. They're not artists. I'm going to say that again. Most people that make music commercially nowadays are creatives. They're not artists. Uh, and here, I can give you perfect examples. Like I said, most. I'm not saying all. 
And hell, I don't know a lot of them personally, but just from observation, in my opinion. And the reason I'm saying that is because most commercial artists are dictated by corporation. Corporation dictates how the art is being put out, how the art reaches people. I mean, you can even say specifically a few years ago. Now, uh, most corporations are finding it harder and harder to control art because of the freedom of technology and the internet. But that's besides the point. Like, for example, when creating music, uh, contemporary music, pop music, there are specific formats that you're supposed to follow. We're talking about major keys in the song. We're talking about less than four minutes, so it's radio-friendly. Um, we are talking about catchy hooks. We are talking about using specific instruments. That is being creative. Three-minute songs. Three minutes and 30-second songs to make sure it gets on the radio. DJ Khaled is a creative. He's not an artist. Most producers... Not beat makers, producers are creatives, they're not artists. Most. And that's because corporation and because corporations pay these people to do that. ARs are creatives. Most music that comes out is AR'd by someone. Someone makes a decision. Someone says, Okay, we need to change this up because we need to make it more radio friendly. We need to make it uh, easier for us to promote this single or promote this album. That's what creatives do in the music industry. Whereas, I want to say probably 60s, 70s, to a certain point, the 80s, um, it was more about, because here's the thing, alright, let's put this in a better way, so I can really get my point across. Creatives are worried about the consumer. Artists, as far as music-wise, are worried about the listeners. Those are two different things. Artists will make a six or seven minute song and not care about the radio play because it's about the listener and how the listener takes in everything that's going on in the track. Uh, there's going to be more emotional chords. There are going to be things that are meant to touch people in a particular way. Whereas a creative is trying to get someone to sing along with the song and trying to make the song touch them in a way where it's repeatable uh, when a person is nearly addicted, if you want to be honest, is addicted, is addicted to the song. And with most creatives, what they want to do, what they're going to do, or what they want to do is, they want to have you follow a specific uh, guideline or uh, hit a hit a specific audience. That's the reason why music sounds so similar when it comes to commercially. It's because you have people that understand that in order for them to make money. You have to kind of follow certain guidelines and restrictions. Me personally, it's not me. Could I do it? Of course. I know enough about it to do it. Do I want to do it? Hell no. To me, it's, to me it's, it's deeper for someone to come up to me and say, that track you made or that instrumental you made or, or whatever it is that I made helped them get through a situation, helped touch them, help make them feel something that they hadn't felt before or brought them to a specific place it wasn't about something repeating over and over again in their head it wasn't about what was catchy it wasn't about could they sing along to it it was about the actual piece of art and on a basic level that's the difference between 
society now to a certain extent compared to how it was before. And everything goes into cycles. It's like, the best way I could put it is, in order to be truly, truly successful and rich when it comes to creating music or things of that nature, it's like you have to make hot, you have to make hot pockets. If you're trying to make a full course meal, um, it's definitely harder to feed people. And the reason it's harder to feed people is because most people don't want to sit down and wait for you to get all the food together. Most people just want to take something you just pop in the microwave, put it on for three minutes and keep it moving. Technology plays a role, but I think bigger than just technology, I think it's about the industry. I think it's about all industries and what's accepted. You know, uh, before, I leave, before I leave this podcast, it's like uh, all this shit comes from just thoughts that I've had over the last few months and just observation and just thinking. It also comes from uh, especially this last part or last portion. Uh, obviously, me working on the album plays an extreme role in that. But uh, it was this documentary. uh that I was watching that was very important to me uh, because it has a lot to do with when I was growing up um, and my uncle used to play these tapes uh, that he because he used to tape the Stretch Armstrong show uh, hosted by Bobito or the Stretch and Bobito show um, as a lot of people would rather put it and it was almost as if they were gatekeepers and they were doing this shit for free for years they were gatekeepers to music like you weren't hot unless you were on that show. You weren't considered somebody. And actual proof is that ODB got signed by being on their show. Uh, they're the ones who put the Wu-Tang Clan on, really. They're the ones who put Nas on. They're the ones who put Jay-Z on, Big L, Biggie. Like, yo, you name it. As far as hip-hop, you name it, they were on that show. There's nothing like that anymore. And they would play B-sides. They wouldn't just play, you know, what's on the A-side, meaning the commercial shit or the single. They would play the things that you may never hear before or the things that you were unaware that existed because that's the way they were about. The reality is the music industry doesn't have that anymore. Um, and to a certain extent, in my opinion, art really doesn't have that. And to me, that's part of what's missing. That's really what's part of, of, of what's missing. And uh, I think it's so much deeper. Because all this shit connects. All of it. Um, what it boils down to is everything is about mindset. As you know, 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. is about living your dreams. And that's why I give you information or things that's on my mind. So you can take it as whichever way you need to take it. Use it. Hate it. Whatever. My point is, is that in order for you to live your dreams, you have to invest in yourself. But your dreams are investments. They're not liquid. Your dreams are about wealth, not being rich. You see, and I'm not talking about what your actual dream is. I'm talking about the attaining of the dream. You have to have a long-term wealth mindset in order for you to attain your dreams. It's not easy. You have to work your ass off and you really have to put in the work to get to where you need to go. So my point is don't worry about making make, making uh don't worry about making microwave food. 
make full course meals. Because the thing is, a full course meal will hit someone in the stomach where a hot pocket can't. So you make one hot pocket, you gotta keep going back for another hot pocket. You make a full meal, you can be full for a long time. Peace and love. I am divine.